and welcome to episode 56 of Real Life Ghost Stories. How you do? To start things off this week, we need to thank our gorgeous new Patreon subscribers. Are you ready? Yes. We would like to thank Jess Tasman Pyle. Joe Sharipia. Kasani Upward. Kate Friedel. Bill Caldwell. Tez Brooks. Sinead Mahan. Wendy Ikamoto. Nicola Jones. Trudy. Tiernan FM. Madeline J. Rose. Sam Davis. Gillian Powell. David Soto. Coda. Kelly Barnard. Jess P. Dahlia Queen 300. And Lisa Rochelle. Woo! Well done, we got them all right. Thank you so much for being our Patreon subscribers. We appreciate you. We love you. We hope that Patreon is everything you dreamed it would be and more. Are you ready for our film review this week? Yes. Our film review this week is Look Away. Look Away was released in 2018. It has 6.2 out of 10 on IMDb and a whopping 17% on Rotten Tomatoes. Would you like a synopsis? Go for it. Maria is an alienated high school student whose life gets turned upside down when she switches places with her sinister mirror image. That's it. Sorry, that's the, that's the synopsis. That's pretty much it though, isn't it? I mean, that, that yeah. is the film. There's nothing else is surprising about that. No. 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 If you imagine a shit version of Carrie without the blood. It had the Carrie vibes. I wouldn't say it was a shit version of Carrie. Well, so what did you think of it? I didn't mind it. It was kind of teeny. It was a very teen movie, actually. That is a good point. Felt a bit like they shot it in the same place they shot Twilight. Well, in the 10 minutes I've seen of Twilight. <laughs> I've never seen Twilight. So There's I a can't. bit where they're outside the school and they have some kind of confrontation and it looks very snowy and it looks very similar to that snowy setting of the school. In Twilight. Maybe it was. No, like, that's the only thing, the only part of Twilight I've seen is that bit outside the snowy school. Oh, okay. So okay, I don't like actually. A, it looked like a snowy school, so that's the. So link. your base, the whole, the whole bit. So that's that's where your basis is. Yeah. I got you. And it wasn't really. Twilight. It wasn't really scary. No, it wasn't actually scary at all. The mirror was scary. But the mirror was scary for a limited period of time. I think all mirrors are scary. Okay. All mirrors need to be broken. Okay. That's going to be the first thing on my manifesto when I run for election. Are you running for election? Yep. Yeah. December the twelfth. Vote for me. Oh, we've got an election coming up in the UK. We're not going to talk about it. Because we don't do politics on this podcast. But uh, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Dan is running for Prime Minister of the UK. Not for Prime Minister. Oh, what? Just just want to be an MP? I want to be king of the garbage men. Oh, I see. Apparently they get paid <laughs> like quite a reasonable amount of they money. They get good money. Yeah. They get good money. But I want to be elected king of the garbage men. We so, don't call them garbage men in this country either. We no, call we them don't. bin men. We're using one microphone, so we're alarmingly close to each other right now recording this. It I feels very bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm drinking a glass of wine. So sorry, back we're we're digressing. Back to the film. There was an awful lot of tits for tits' sake in this film, and yep. it made me feel a bit uncomfortable because she's a teenager. Yeah, it felt a bit unnecessary. You missed the full front nudity with her father, though, and that was even weirder. Oh, I missed that. I, yeah. I just as an FYI, I got really bored during this and went and did the washing up. So, kind of missed a big chunk of it. And she was naked with her dad. Yeah. Her dad is um, an Arsehole. awful... Yeah, he's an <laughs> awful character. Like, he's a dickhead. And he's a character that you love to hate. Which I thoroughly enjoyed. I thought mm. he was a great evil character. Well, he wasn't really evil. He was just a dick. Yeah. And that was really... He did it really well. He was um, doing those, all the bad things that males do. Somebody somebody commented on Facebook that um, they would eat him with a spoon, the actor who plays him. And I was like, I fucking love that. That's a good thing though, right? Yeah. Mm. It means that he's hot. Yeah. Tiny mouth though. Does he have a tiny mouth? Yeah. Oh. That's why you hate him, I think. I like a man with a big mouth. Just FYI, <laughs> people out there. 
in case you're interested. <laughs> I don't really have that much to say about this film. It's I... kind of, do you know what I liked better, right? It's okay. a good, it's a good, it's a fucking good revenge film. Do you know what I mean? So like when she feels alienated, she kind of tries to get revenge on the people she sees that have wronged her and whatever, whatever. And there's one particular revenge that I was like, I fucking love this. You go girl. But then after that, it just got a bit boring. I thought the revenge on her best friend was pretty good. Oh yeah. Because she didn't technically do anything wrong. Yeah, that's true. So there was, but it, I just felt like it was very slow. I wasn't really, wasn't really that into it. I liked it because it was pretty. It was quite nice to look at. Like the house was amazing. And they did some oh, yeah. really interesting shots of this with the staircase, which was cool. And it was all snowy, which I hate snow, but I don't mind watching it on TV. Yeah. And uh, I thought that the, the subtle differences between the two girls were actually quite well done, but you didn't see it. So... I don't know, I just didn't really see that much of a difference between them. And I don't know if it was just me not paying attention. Yeah, I think it was that. Potentially, I just wasn't paying attention because yeah. I got bored. I am going to give this film, Shock Horror, a three out of five. Why? Why? You didn't even like it. You didn't watch half of it. And okay. you just said how rubbish it was. I'm going to give this film a two out of five. <laughs> I retract my statement. I'm going to give this film a two out of five. I'm also going to give it a two out of five. Why are you? Somebody on Facebook said that I'd give it a two and you'd give it a four. No. Look at us, breaking the mould. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it was uh, all right and it kept me occupied, but I wouldn't wouldn't go back and watch it again. I wouldn't even recommend anybody watch it, to be honest. No, and I think there'd probably be some questions asked of me if I went back and watched it again, to be honest. Yeah, probably. Yeah. It was a bit, it was a little bit, I felt it was just a bit trying to be, trying to be edgy. I think if I'd stopped after the first sort of 20 minutes, I would have been even more wound up about Mirrors than I currently am. But it did a really good job of not making me worse about Mirrors because it kind of just felt like a cage in the end. That's a very good point. Hmm. Would you like some stories? No. Well, you're going to get some. See you next week. We've got some stories, two of which are animal related, which I love, Mm. love, love, love. And the last person sent us in a couple of stories. So are you ready for story number one? Never. Story number one comes from Chapstick. I'm 16 years old. By the way, love the fact that a 16 year old is listening to this podcast. You do stay in school, kiddo. That's all I have to say. (laughs) Education is key. I'm 16 years old and I've lived in the same house my entire Mm. life. I've had a few experiences here that are creepy and a couple that are just downright bizarre. I'll start with the ones that are most paranormal in nature and if you want you could read the ones at the bottom that are really strange. This story happened while I was lying in my bed in my room. I was going on my phone when I felt fingers being dragged across my shoulder. I was alone in my room so I was instantly freaked out. I started searching for anything that could have caused it but found nothing. I have two dogs and I keep my bedroom door open for them if they want to come in. One day one of the dogs came in, started staring at a certain spot near my bed and ran out of the room with his tail between his legs. He's been in my room a lot and I hadn't moved anything around recently so I have no idea what could have startled him. Another time my other dog started going insane outside of my room. She was barking a ton which is unusual for her because she doesn't bark very often. It seemed like she was angry at something because her barks were much deeper than normal. I opened my door to see what was happening and she was just staring at the wall. Her eyes were fixated on a certain spot the entire time and it seemed like she was trying to get something to leave. There was a door to her right that goes outside, but she wasn't looking out of it and never even glanced at it. She was just so focused on that one part of the wall. When I was 12 or 13, I was laying in my bed late at night playing games on my phone. Then I heard three knocks on my window. They were perfectly spaced out and very loud. I remember feeling shocked and then suddenly feeling freezing. 
After a few moments, I got out of bed and went to tell my dad what happened. He went outside and found nothing. My blinds were down when it happened, so I didn't see what had made the knocking sound. Honestly, I'm pretty glad I wasn't actually able to see anything. These stories aren't really paranormal, but they're just bizarre and I don't understand them. I'm including them here because of how creepy and mildly disturbing they are. When I was a kid, I had severe issues with sleepwalking. When I sleptwalked, it was almost impossible to tell that I was asleep. I could carry on normal conversations and my eyes were always open. At first, I would just walk around my bedroom to my parents' bedroom. Then I started talking to people and wandering around the house more. But that isn't the weird stuff. The weird stuff was when I started slamming doors and violently throwing things that got in my way. I couldn't sleep with anything of value near me because I would throw it in my sleep. After that is when things became creepy and maybe even horrifying. One night I had a friend over and when I woke up she told me about what happened in the night. She had woken up to me sitting in my bed staring at her and never blinking with a blank empty expression on my face. Then I just fell down and closed my eyes. This happened almost every time I had friends over. One time a friend woke up with no hair on one arm because I shaved it in my sleep. What? I know that's not creepy, but it's really weird. Yes, it is. (laughs) The last story could have been caused by my sleepwalking, but I still don't know for sure. I was about 10 when this happened and was asleep in my room. My brother came in and told me I had to come upstairs now. I went out of my room and saw droplets of blood on the carpet and went towards the stairs. They continued up the stairs and into a bathroom where my dad was standing. When I saw it was in the bathroom, I was shocked. There was blood everywhere. The walls, the sink, the toilet, the cabinets. It looked like someone had put blood in a spray can and sprayed it everywhere. None of us knew what happened. My brother and I denied being the cause. My brother is a horrible liar. And I definitely know it wasn't him. The most likely explanation would be that I got a bloody nose while sleepwalking. However, there wasn't a single drop of blood in my room or on me. We still haven't figured out what happened. And we probably never will. If you've read all of these stories, I applaud you. I wrote a lot. There are still more stories that I have, but I've left them out because I think they're too easily explainable. Hopefully you enjoyed reading about my strange experiences. Well, let me tell you, Chapstick, I would not be living in the house with you, sweet pea. Absolutely not. Shaving someone's arms in their sleep is That's amazing. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh, that is so... But sleepwalking is really scary. Yeah, it's really scary. Like, massively scary. Because it's just oddness isn't it it's really really strange i remember watching a documentary once about sleepwalking and but people who like that were chronic sleepwalkers not just like getting up and wandering to the kitchen and coming back again like people would who would do like violent things in their sleep or there was one woman who had set up a video camera in her room to keep track of when she was sleepwalking and in her sleep she had got up gotten a chair from the kitchen stood on the chair unscrewed the curtain pole took the curtain pole down disassembled it reassembled it and put it back up again all in her sleep wow isn't that mental wow (laughs) isn't that so mad yeah it's crazy so i just sleepwalking to me is just fascinating it's just completely fascinating and on that same documentary there was a little girl who the parents were like she's getting no sleep she's exhausted all the time but she's going to sleep at night like we don't know what to do and they took her to like this sleep clinic and they recorded her and she was reliving her day in her entirety in her sleep oh poor girl poor like they had to obviously try and figure out how to manage it but her imagination was completely awake at night time. 
and wow. was reliving everything. So she'd be up playing with toys and everything, but they'd hooked her up to these machines and they were like, no, she is asleep. She's just reenacting the day. Wow. Which is mad. That's crazy. Isn't it? But the uh, the dog thing. Oh yeah, that is weird. Yeah, because we I was watching a video last night on uh, Nexpo YouTube channel about this person that had filmed their dog reacting strangely and it's really weird when animals react to something that we can't see like when bim chases stuff across the ceiling i'm pretty sure she's just well, she's just an idiot going mad yeah <laughs> she doesn't do that staring thing no, really no she doesn't she really doesn't she's just a bit of a skitty one but i've seen like when dogs go ape for no reason it's really scary yeah my mum's dog dude shout out to dude if you're listening he doesn't really bark he's one of the, he's a big dog but he doesn't really bark but then when he does that big deep Big boy bark. Oh my God. It is terrifying. And sometimes he does that at night time and he's like looking out into the garden doing his big bark. And it could, it's obviously like a cat or a fox or something. Or an alien. Or a fucking alien. And that's what I think when I'm on my <laughs> own with him. I'm like, oh my God, this is an alien. Do I let him outside to attack it? Are they going to suck him up by the ear into a spaceship? I don't know. Why is everything always grabbed by the ear with I you? I don't know because it's funny. Okay. In my head, I can imagine my dog being like, or, or Bim being lifted up by the ear. <laughs> and they look really funny in my head. So that's why I always say that. The blood is mental. I mean, it could be a nosebleed because I've had some pretty horrendous nosebleeds at night. Never had um, a nosebleed. When I fell face first out of a bunk bed. So a lot of blood after that. I don't know if that's really a nosebleed or just being an idiot. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Or being an idiot that resulted in a nosebleed. <laughs> but there was a lot of blood after that. And I remember we had the blood stain in our carpet for quite a while in, oh. in the kids' room because we just couldn't get it out. Fair enough. And it just looks a bit sinister. How did you fall face first out of a bunk bed? I think I was talking to like Joe who was on the bottom bunk and I was just hanging down and then just... <laughs> Gravity took over. Yeah. <laughs> but I used to do it all the time. Like I used to, when he was really little, I used to do puppet shows from the top bunk down to the bottom bunk. So I used <laughs> oh to be hanging... God, that's so adorable. So I used to be like hanging down all the time, but I just, uh, yeah, I think one time it just got, got the better of me. That is adorable. That is so wholesome. I also shat myself coming down the uh, stairs, coming down the ladder once as well when I had really bad diarrhea. But that was another story. <laughs> I can't believe you just said that on the podcast. I was only like eight or ten or something. It was like... last year. <laughs> no, nowadays I don't even bother moving. Um... <laughs> I can't believe you just said that. I'm not editing that out. Uh, no, it's fine. It happens. Sometimes, sometimes you just... Shit happens. You just can't be quick enough. (laughs) Um, Anyway, the blood, where that has come from, I don't know. That is creepy. And the fact that there's a trail going up the stairs and it's all over the... I thought it was going to say, like, the brother was going to get the boy, the the chapstick, to come and have a look upstairs. And, like, because the dad was in the bathroom because he'd used the razor again, but this time it got a bit deep. See, this is what I thought that was going to go really... When I first read that, I was like, oh, my God, this is going to go really dark really quickly. What they've been doing with that razor. And I don't know if I can read that out. But no, like... I think in some ways, unexplained blood is worse. Yeah, because you're always going to be like, where in the world? Especially going into the bathroom. Because if, like, your dog was bleeding or whatever, if they'd hurt their paw or whatever it was it would be their first instinct is not to go to the bathroom. Yeah. You know, but our first instinct as humans is. And if it was like a spontaneous nosebleed, then how would she not have any blood? I'm assuming this is a girl, by the way. I don't know why I'm assuming it's a girl. But why? how would she not have any blood on her or in her bedroom? Yep. That's mad. Maybe she's the protector of the house and she has destroyed a alien. With a machete like that guy on, is it Skinwalker Ranch no, or one of them? With a razor. With a razor. Because that's the, her weapon of choice. Or their Clearly, weapon of choice. that is her weapon of choice. Have you ever seen anybody have one of those spontaneous mad nosebleeds where it just like erupts? Yeah. Like They're really... My sister. Oh, does she have one? Yeah, all the time when she was a kid. Oh, no way. She used to bleed for her eyeballs. Do you remember? 
Oh yeah, you need to, but you need to explain that one because you just said she used to bleed through her eyeballs, and people so are gonna be like, "Sorry, what?" So she had there's a there's a little connection, obviously, between your nose and your eye tear ducts. And uh, when my sister was a kid, when she used to have a nosebleed, she used to cry blood, which was I think the most awesome thing ever. But it used to mean that she got loads of time out of school because the teachers were like, "What the hell is going on with this kid?" Oh, I'd freak out. <laughs> imagine look, imagine looking at a kid in your class and suddenly they're crying blood. I'd be like drop kicking them out the she window. Don't do it anymore though. It's yeah. interesting, isn't it? How you can just grow out of crying blood. <laughs> that well-known medical fact. She'll just grow out of it. It's fine. I wonder how your mum reacted the first time it ever happened, though, because that must have been alarming. Weirded, weirded out, I think. Also, I feel like I've overshared with personal health issues, so maybe we should uh, move on. <laughs> Do you want to go on to the next story? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Okay. Thanks, Chapstick. That was a really good story. Our next story comes from Sky. Are you ready? Yes. Dead air is really useful on a podcast. That was like a pregnant pause. <laughs> oh, sorry. Pregnant pauses are really useful on a podcast. They are, because it builds up the atmosphere, the tensity. Okay. So this email is going to be a long one, but my house has all sorts of spooky things in it. As a little background, the living room and the room above it in my house were an old log cabin that was built around the late 1800s. And we don't know a lot about the history of it before it was pulled up the hill and built on. Multiple people have seen different spooks in my house. The most common one after orbs being a ghost cat, which is what I'm going to focus on. Cool. An old family friend felt a cat weave between their legs, as cats do, while she and my mom were in the kitchen. And then the friend and my mom heard little footsteps and a meow from down the hall. But this happened when we didn't actually have a cat. My friend was spending the night last summer, and we just finished talking about all the spooks that inhabit my house. I went downstairs to go to the bathroom, leaving her alone in my room while my own cat followed me because she doesn't pass up the chance to get water from the bathtub. When my friend felt a cat walk onto the end of the bed and do the whole kneading thing, have a little circle before laying down. She sat up to pet my cat Luna and was surprised to see that she wasn't actually there. When I was about eight years old, I'm 23 now, I was woken up from a really loud hiss from the ghost cat and someone very loudly going shh. When I opened my eyes, I made contact with the ghost of a little girl. She was about eight years old as well, at the end of my sister's bed, floating in midair. Oh, no, 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 no. She was wearing a very old style nightgown, cliche, I know, had glasses and curly hair. I obviously freaked out and buried my head in the blankets for a few seconds. And when I looked again, all that was left of the little girl was about a foot of her dress through the ceiling. I ran downstairs and told my parents and their response was that I shouldn't have been scared and should have tried to communicate with her. Oh, they're level parents. I've since called the little girl Lucy because when I think of her, that's the name that comes into my mind. She was also very active when my little sister was about 8 to 10 years old and would constantly play with her toys after bedtime. Loud enough that my mom would go up to scold my sister for not being in bed and she always found her sound asleep. This next one happened at the very beginning of April 2019, right before I turned 23. I was at college and living in a dorm room on campus. I was pulled out of a half-sleep state by two incredibly loud hisses and what felt like my cat running down my bed from her usual spot on the pillow next to me towards the door. I was super concerned because I thought it was Luna, my cat, who was an ESA for me at school because she literally never hisses without being provoked by an unknown animal in her face. I sat up and was trying to ask her what it was and couldn't see her. I got up and moved towards the door, 
where the running had been heading and couldn't find her anywhere. Side note, I'd probably die in a horror movie. So I called her name and I heard Luna's casual meow from the window, the opposite side of the room, where she had been asleep on the heater. This all happened within 30 seconds, so there's no way she could get from my bed or near the door to the window without me noticing. Plus, like I said, she does not hiss unless she has an unknown animal in her face or some other extreme provocation, which would have definitely woken me up. Due to that, I'm pretty sure it was the ghost cat. I don't tell this story as often because I know that there would be people telling me that it was just Luna, but it is 100% not in her character to hiss and the timing of it all just doesn't make sense. Shortly after my second experience of what I strongly believe was the ghost cat, I had a really weird experience in that half-asleep state where I believed that Luna was sleeping on my arm, which happens every so often, and I gave her some pets. I came to very quickly after this because my arm was going numb, so I thought Luna was on it. She wasn't. She was at the foot of my bed. It might have been a weird time lag, or just a weird experience, but a little part of me wonders if the ghost cat visited me that night for some pets. My mom told me the ghost cat stuff has never occurred while I wasn't around. So after the most recent experience, I have determined I'm probably just haunted by a ghost cat. It's cool. I'm considering naming it now that I know it's still around. But no names come to mind yet, like Lucy did. What are your thoughts on ghost cats? No, 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 no to that little girl. The oh ghost, my god, the imagine, ghost cat's quite cool, but the little girl floating imagine in the floating up to no, the ceiling. No, no, oh, you no. Burn, I'd burn the house down. No. No, can't drop kick that one down the stairs. She'll just float above you. Eight, you're going be trying to fly and drop kick her. And you she's floating. Down the stairs. Yeah, <laughs> and she's floating too high to get her. Imagine her flying up to the ceiling. Mm-mm. Absolutely not. There's no. 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 And imagine going downstairs to your parents and being like, and then being like, try and communicate with her. I'm like, you try and communicate with her. She's in the ceiling. Like, yeah. what do you want me to do? <laughs> pull on the tr- <laughs> Drag her back though. down. You come down and you will talk to me. What do you think of the ghost cats? I like, quite like the idea of a ghost cat. I feel like you would be haunted by ghost cats. Yeah, I, I feel like I would be as well. And I feel like you'd feed them and stuff. I would. I'd look after them. Feed them I'd ghost them. food. Yeah, ghost food. All that sort of thing. Do you know, I don't know if I said mentioned this in the podcast. I, might, I don't know if I did or not. I think in my head I decided not to. But I met my friend a couple of weeks ago. She was telling me that she had this weird experience. So she's had a childhood cat from the time she was like a child, obviously. And now she is a grown woman. And the cat is back in Uruguay and she's living in the UK. When I met her for lunch, she had just had a phone call a few days earlier to say that her childhood cat had died. And she was obviously really upset because that is, you know, a pet that you've had for a very long time. And that night when she was in bed, she turned off the light to go asleep. And she felt the cat jump up, jump up onto the bed and walk across her chest <sighs> and then curl up beside her. But she said that she wasn't like in a half sleep state. She just turned off the light. She, fe- she said she could feel the four individual little paws walking across her chest and then settle down beside her. And you know her. Like she is yeah. not. No, I'm not down with that. An irrational I'm not person. down with that. But isn't that not really sweet though? No. That cat's a, come to say goodbye. It's not there. It's on your bed. It might not be a cat. It might be a velociraptor. It's definitely velociraptor with four paws. Yeah. I don't know if that works. I didn't. I didn't. You didn't think that, that through, through, did no. you? Hyena. Oh, a hy- it might be a tiny hyena yeah. <laughs> that has somehow gotten into your house in yes, England. It could be a rat. Oh, could I? actually, that's a good point. I Yeah, that is a good point. I will concede that one. Oh, got there in three answers later. <laughs> How cute is that? I love little ghost cats. I like little ghost cats until they get into bed with you. Yeah, but like, that's quite cute. They're not going to, they're just getting in for a cuddle. 
Yeah, but um, if our real life cat kicks me out of the bed, what's a ghost cat going to do to me? Oh, that's true. You'll probably be possessed yeah. by a ghost cat. Wasn't a cat. that a Goosebumps book? Yeah, I feel like it might have been. It, no, it definitely was. Yeah. It definitely was. One more story? Yes, I was going to give you a thumbs up, but it's a bit pointless, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. Audio, audio medium. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, this story comes from Jenine, and it's kind of three separate stories. You've, we've got a... I'm, I'm just going to read them because... Are you going to stop after each one? Yeah, we can do that. Okay. We can do that because they're, the three of them are very different, so we'll stop after each one. I wanted to start by saying that I'm a Protestant and American. I'm no stranger to supernatural happenings. However, I do not believe in ghosts, and I do not believe in aliens from other planets. Although, I don't really want to see either to prove me wrong. Having said that, I do believe in evil spirits and I do believe in UFOs. That's a really interesting distinction to make. Because UFOs... Oh yeah, no, we've they this, yeah. yeah, they aren't necessarily alien crafts. They're just unidentified flying objects. I've seen UFOs. I, yes, we know you've seen a UFO. We'll talk about it in a second. No, no, we, I think we've spoken about it on the podcast before. I'm just oh, saying, I know that I've seen a UFO. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of stuff that's like governmental yeah. that we just I think potentially don't know about. Governmental, governmental, governmental. <laughs> I definitely don't think that's the word. (laughs) The first story for you will be the UFO story. I live in Littleton, which is extremely close to where Barney and Betty Hill were when they had their close encounter. I remember when I was in my early 20s that a friend of mine told me she was afraid of aliens and I laughed. I thought, how can you be afraid of something that doesn't exist? But a few years ago, I was dropping my husband off at work. He works on Mount Eustace Road just off the industrial park in Littleton. It's pretty rural. There are a handful of large factories and the city transfer station, but for the most part, it is a woodland and a few flocks of turkeys can be seen crossing the road in the mornings. This one morning, I dropped him off at work and was heading back towards the industrial park road when I saw something shimmering in the sky. I wrote it off to morning dew on the power lines. Then I was watching this sparkling thing and I thought it was someone's remote control drone or something. But as I was following it, it stopped hovered above my car and I could see it wasn't either of those things. I've no idea what it was made of but it was definitely not someone's lost toy. I was driving very slowly so I could watch the thing and still keep my eye on the road. I followed it to the industrial park road where it stopped again. I pulled my car over and started to get out my phone so I could record it and just when I opened the door it vanished. I know you might be thinking I was just imagining it but I definitely wasn't. It literally disappeared. I sat back down in my car and started saying to myself, Jenny, you've just seen a UFO. Just saying it out loud made me think that I was crazy. I knew that no one would believe me. I kept looking up in the sky, hoping that I would see it again. Whatever it was. Then I could take a picture or or videotape it and people could see and help me figure out what it was, but it never came back. I did end up telling one of my co-workers, and he said he didn't want to admit it to people, but he saw something he couldn't explain flying in the same area one day and it too just simply vanished ball lightning no oh this is why this is the main reason i want a dash cam not for like protection against insurance or anything like that i want to die yet because i feel like like i know loads of people would say oh what a surprise you didn't get your phone out to record it but actually doesn't surprise me because it's happened with like ridiculously ridiculous things like i've got my phone out to film like an animal and by the time I got my phone out, I was run away. Not anything like miraculous. Do you know what I mean? And it's yeah, just and it that hassle like, of getting your phone out. <laughs> it also often isn't your first instinct. No. I know we are a generation that have grown up with like 
technology and whatever but when something happens my first instinct isn't to take my phone out no but I wonder if the younger generation is maybe it is yeah, so maybe we're going to get loads more UFO footage in the future oh maybe I'd rather we didn't no I, I, pr- I personally is, would rather we didn't and this is what I was thinking when you're reading that story is that I know like aliens is your thing that you're scared of and I always kind mm. of semi get excited about it but I'd, I think I'd actually be quite freaked out if I was in that person's situation would you yeah because it's like there isn't it and you're like but although I'd also probably get out of the car and probably be taken. I probably um, would drive in the other direction. The idea that this woman followed this bloody UFO to see what it was blows my mind. But I've driven. <laughs> I would be like, absolutely. Thank you for thank you for visiting Earth. I'll be leaving now. But I've driven round back streets before looking for the source of a fire. <laughs> Why would you do that? I was just interested to see where it was coming from because it was in a residential area, and I was like, oh my god, what is this? So I like followed the smoke to try and find it where it was. And it's you are that guy. You are. That is so uninteresting. That is such an uninteresting end to that story. It was a bonfire. It was bonfire night. I should have realised. <laughs> it wasn't bonfire night. It wasn't. It was in the summer. Do you want but, another story? Uh, yeah, go for it. My second story is more just a creepy story. No ghosts, don't worry. My dad was a bus driver for my entire childhood. He drove for a very well-known commercial bus line and my mom and I were able to travel anywhere the buses went for free. So on weekends and holidays, I got to ride all over the US with my dad. This is back in the late 70s, early 80s when it was totally legit to be able to sit on a little aisle step that goes down to driver's level. But I digress. My dad has the coolest stories ever. I mean, seriously, I need to write a book about them. But for this particular story, we start in Medford, Oregon. We lived in Portland at the time, but I had gone on a bus ride with my dad down to Northern California. On our way back, my dad had a layover in Medford, and then late the next night, he picked up driving a bus from Medford and headed up to Portland. My dad would let me drink coffee to try and keep me awake while he was driving the bus late at night. We would play silly games like finding weird license plates or finding the alphabet on the highway signs, or my favourite was spotting cops in the interstate turnabouts. We get on the bus in Medford and my dad starts counting all the passengers. The number is correct. He then lets on the new passengers and punches their tickets and they find a seat. He punches them them in the face (laughs) and they sit down. He keeps letting people on until the bus is at capacity and then we head off to Portland. The drive there seemed like it took forever. I want to say like over 12 hours probably. There were multiple stops along the way and we let people off and got new people on. My dad always counted the correct number of passengers each step of the way before letting new riders on and filling every seat again. Most people on the bus slept through the night with only a few awake with their little lights on reading or something. We got to Portland the next day and it's just afternoon. My dad and I get off and he hands the roster over to the next driver who is taking over. Then the new driver starts letting all the passengers off while my dad pulls their luggage out from under the bus. The new driver goes back in and counts the passengers before letting any new ones on. And he comes back out to my dad and asks to go over the roster again because he's counting one person too many for continuing up to Seattle, Washington. They have to do a head count. Then, when they still can't figure out who the extra person is, they have to go and ask every passenger for their ticket stub. They get to this lady sitting in the middle of the bus and she's still asleep. And that's when my dad smells urine. And looks, there is a puddle under the seat that is run towards the back of the bus. They quickly ask everyone off the bus in order to preserve the dignity of the corpse that they now had to remove from the bus. She had ridden all the way from Medford, Oregon to Portland. No one knows how long she had been dead, 
and no one knows why the people that sat next to her the whole way never told my dad about the urine even when they were getting off but there you go so not remotely a ghost story no but isn't that mad yeah but maybe it was the same thing like maybe they were just like oh you know don't want to embarrass this lady yeah but you could say when you're getting off the bus you could be like hey you know just to the bus driver not stand up and announce it to everybody yeah but isn't that weird i sometimes wonder about like the amount of times that maybe that actually happens and people don't realize they're like on a train next to a corpse or whatever it is yeah but i think you'd notice if somebody like i think you'd notice a dead body yeah, I think you would as well. I know it's only like a couple of hours. She's not going to be like decomposing yet. Well, it wasn't a couple of hours, was it? It's like a 10 oh, it's hour a lo- trip. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's a long old trip, isn't it? Yeah, it's not. This is... This is. Oh, she would have started to decompose. Mm. Oh, I know that sounds like a very callous thing to say, but it is genuine. Made me think of a story that I heard. You should definitely write a book about your dad's stories. My dad was a paramedic for a very long time, just for context. And he was a fireman before that. And he has amazing stories about his time. I was actually talking about the listener's dad, but... I'm sure your dad's oh. would as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I your, like, dad's, would, your, dad dad. Would make it, your dad's stories would make a good book, but I was actually... I just was making it all about me. Yep, yep. But yeah, I love, people like bus drivers and stuff do probably mm. have amazing stories. But it reminded me of a story that um, a couple of years ago, I was at a party, like a good few years ago, and there were a couple of girls at this party who had moved, like me, from the UK, or to the UK from Ireland. And they had moved into a house share as you do and you know in a house share you don't really like often you don't really make friends with the people you just kind of pass them you know when you come in from work or whatever and they were living with this guy they realized they hadn't seen him for a while they were like oh weird we haven't seen him for a while i wonder has he gone home or is he you know just just not here at the moment and then the house started to smell and he had died in his bed and then none of them had realized that's really sad well none of them had realized because they were all living completely separate lives yeah it's still sad though. Oh, it's really sad. Yeah. But isn't that mad? Yeah, sad and mad. Sad and mad. Yeah. Um, I probably sound like I'm being really callous the way I'm speaking about death, but I'm sorry. I don't mean to be. She is. She I am is callous. Just, I'm actually secretly a serial killer. I got diagnosed as being callous once. <laughs> How can we diagnose it? Why are we talking about medical issues? <laughs> All right, this is the last one. I went to have like a test to see whether I was depressed and I, <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> And the doctor just said, no, you're just callous. And I was like, oh, all right, cheers. Medical diagnosis. What? <laughs> it's true. True story. The doctor said you're just callous. <laughs> yeah. That's, sorry, I am, here's me with the pregnant pauses now. Yeah, see? Dead That's air. mad. Imagine yeah. saying that to somebody. No, you're not depressed. You're just a fucking dick. <laughs> and, and the same doctor diagnosed me as being um, allergic to myself. Oh, that guy. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Well, listen, he did say you were allergic to yourself, so. Why is he not struck off, by the way? I don't know. If you want to hear more about doctors, <laughs> listen to our Patreon episode this week. What a weird connection. Um, and our last one. Okay. My third and final story is up to each person's interpretation. My husband and I will tell you that it was an angel. If you don't believe in angels, then maybe you might say it was a ghost. And if you don't believe in either, then I'm not sure you're listening to the right podcast. Good point. But this one night, my husband and I had just seen a folk music concert in a little village called Hyde Park in Vermont. It was around 9pm at night and the concert was letting out. A young man walked up the stairs of the building where everyone was coming out 
and was asking how to get to this place in Vermont that was over an hour away. I told him it was very far away and there was no way he'd be able to walk there. There were no main roads that led to the town that he was travelling to. Another guy told him a shorter way, but it would be very dangerous due to wild animals, etc. The guy said he would take his chances with the shortcut. As we drove away, I didn't say anything to my husband, but I really felt like we were meant to give this guy a ride. We were headed the opposite way from where he was headed, and as we were pulling out of town, my husband says, I really think we should turn around and give that guy a ride. So I did just that. I turned around and we headed back the way we'd come from the concert. I saw a faint blue light glowing on the side of the road and it caught my eye. As the light moved, I realised it was actually the guy. But why was he headed the opposite way that we had told him to? We turned around to be on the same side of the road he was on we rolled down the window. As he got in the car, I was looking for a blue flashlight that had caught my eye. But he didn't have one. I shrugged it off and we asked him where he was headed. This time he gave me a completely different town than the one he had said he was headed for back at the concert. But I told him we could take him as far as the interstate. From then he'd have to catch a ride going in that direction. As we drove we talked about all kinds of things. There was a strange odour that I could smell from him but it wasn't a bad smell. We drove for about an hour towards the interstate and we told him that we would drop him off at a gas station so he would at least have a place to wait. We put into the parking lot of the gas station and my husband reaches into the glove compartment and pulls out a Vermont road map. We hand it to him through the window and wish him luck. We pull the car around to drive out of the parking lot and the guy is gone. I mean, he's not in the store, he's not in the parking lot, he's just vanished. I was slightly freaked out and I made my husband look for him but he was literally nowhere to be found. I went home that night and called my mom to tell her what had happened. I think I just needed someone else to believe me rather than just my husband but I really saw what I saw. Do you believe in angels? God that was a big question wasn't well, it? Well yeah I guess yeah I do but I don't I don't like most stories about angels seem to have a purpose like the angel is intervening whereas this one just seems like it was a bit lost. <laughs> it doesn't really seem like an angel to me. No. Or a ghost kind of feels like a an alien. Oh, oh. <laughs> we went for a different... <laughs> Or a serial killer. I did think that too. I was like, oh. I thought it was going to be one of those ones. Oh, I really felt like we gave a lift. And as we were driving, there were blue lights and it turned out the guy killed the person that he'd given a lift to. There, but there's loads of those stories about like phantom hitchhikers. That's yeah. such a like global phenomenon. Yeah, the one I was about to say was actually an episode of Supernatural, so I'm glad I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, listen, most of our listeners watch Supernatural as well. So yeah. they're they're probably like, yes. I don't know what the purpose of that last one was really not the story the story is really like fascinating but like what what was that what guy? was i reckon it's a ghost you know do you yeah like a um ghost of a of a traveling man yeah maybe that's why i kept i mean i reckon it was just a person who was probably really stoned and that was what the odor was where did they go oh who knows people can like walk somewhere and you think oh my god they disappeared it's very possible in Kenya, when I was in Kenya, there was, uh, there's, the gas stations have toilets and the toilets are long drops. So it's oh, very... don't say he fell down <laughs> no, into the long nobody drop. Nobody fell into it, but it, was, it would be very possible for someone to just disappear in a gas station. To <laughs> go just, into a long drop fall, toilet. Fall, yeah, never come out. This wasn't in Kenya. <laughs> oh no, I'm just saying. <laughs> we found where your man is. He's still there <laughs> He's to this day. <laughs> would you like some new reviews? Yeah. I... 
I'm slightly concerned that these reviews are reviews that we've read before because I couldn't find my notes from last week's episode and then I couldn't figure out what but listen I'm just going to read them because our first one comes from Hobnoblin yeah we've done Hobnoblin have we done his review though yeah because last time you had said this one comes from Hobnoblin and I was like oh he's the guy that wrote the music for Vims oh god really yeah we've done all these reviews oh shit did we do Withy Labs uh, what was that start how'd that start okay we definitely didn't because okay. I would have said something about it so this review is entitled nothing short of delightful this show is the perfect listen for both spooks and fun Emma finds the best and creepiest stories from all around the world and tells them with just the right style and Dan's instantaneous terror is a constant source of fun for everyone except presumably Dan himself yeah it's not fun for me be sure to subscribe to this show if you're looking for an enjoyable weekly foray into the creepy and strange with two terrific hosts who share simply perfect chemistry and that comes from the gorgeous gorgeous people at Super Duper Stitious Podcast ah. so hello guys shout yeah. you out love Thanks. you both very much um, I'm now worrying that we didn't read Hobnoblin's out and I've just imagined it so Hobnoblin I'm going to read, read it anyway literally changed my life after binging all the episodes so far in three work days I'm more open minded like Dan and ready to dropkick anything in the drop of a dime like Emma <laughs> in the words of the internet thanks I hate it <laughs> we definitely didn't, <laughs> we read, didn't that. read that thanks Hobnoblin we thanks, love Hobnoblin. you and finally, from Brian the Frog, spine-tinglingly amusing, a fantastic podcast for those who love listening to the paranormal activities in the world, including aliens and black-eyed children, plus plenty of banter to enjoy, unless you're part of the Crackium. We Love that. So, if you enjoyed this week's episode, I mean, I, I feel like I've learned loads about you this week. Yeah, way too much health stuff. I'll apologise for that. Don't apologise. This is your truth, babe. You can say whatever you like. Open it up to the world. That's it. Um, I also feel like we're trending somewhere this week because our downloads this week have been crazy. Yeah, let us know if we're trending in your country because we're not trending in our own one. Yeah, we're not trending here in the UK. So wherever you are in the world, <laughs> let us know if we're like charting on iTunes or something because our our downloads this week have been mental. So thanks. Thanks very much. Either that or you're all downloading those episodes, which is great. Thanks. Yeah, either way, it's great. Um, if you enjoyed this week's episode then you can I don't remember what I was going to say follow us on oh follow us on Instagram I'm on Instagram at real life ghost stories and I am on Instagram at 50p movie club you can follow us on Twitter at real ghost pod you can come and like our Facebook page which is real life ghost stories and join our super secret Facebook group which is RLGS Supergroup. And the answer to the question is Emma and Dan and, and Tiny, Tiny Beams. If you feel like it. If you feel like it. If you feel like it. And you can send your story in to reallifeghoststoriespodcast.gmail.com. And finally, did you just lick me? <laughs> no, I just nosed that to my nose. It's really weird sitting this close. Yeah, we are too close together. I thought he just licked my arm. Why are you so weird? Just, um... <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I saying? If you want to send us in a story, you can send it to reallifeghoststoriespodcast.gmail.com. We have a bit of a backlog, so it will be a while before your story gets read, but I promise you we will read it at some point. And finally, if you want to donate a little bit of cash money to our podcast, you can do so by logging on to patreon.com forward slash stories. If you donate $5 a month, you get an extra spooky episode a week. And if you donate $2 a month, you get the complete back catalogue of 50p Movie Club and the new series with the new gorgeous host, Dave Keen. So 
on that note I love how we double naming him we never gave Will's full name did we no we I don't Dave Keen is always Dave Keen yeah. anytime I talk about me it's Dave Keen which is obviously every day Dave if you're listening that's true actually I can vouch for that and on that note we shall see you next week bye bye